This is Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence. Your 803 tea time every Sunday morning right here on ESPN Sports Radio 1392.5. Backspin Golf is brought to you by Clark's Pump and Shop, Lexington Parks and Recreation, Edwin Watts Golf, and Georgetown Advantage Air. Let's join your host, Matthew Lawrence, for Backspin Golf. Good morning. Welcome to Backspin Golf here at the Square Country Club in downtown Lexington. we got to get right to the show because, as Jimmy and I make fun of on our show every day, we're jam-packed. A lot to unpack, all those stupid things. But it's true with today's edition. Uh, joining me first will be the superintendent of the magnificent Idle Hour Country Club here in Lexington, and then my dear, dear friend, Elijah Winfrey, from out uh, in the great Pacific Northwest, will join me. And then coming right back to Lexington, Justin Mullenix of Play Golf Lexington, who runs everything, basically, will join me. And we'll talk about all the great things coming up here in Lexington as we roll into the summer. Uh, good morning, Chris Mascaro. Next on the tee, best golf podcast anywhere. Good morning, Chris. Anyway, first up, my new friend, Matthew Wharton. Here we go. Well, this is something uh, that is really special to me, this segment of Backspin Golf, because it involves somebody. Now, normally, when uh, I've talked and had him on the show, my twin brother, Mitch, who's four minutes older, and I usually don't listen to anything he says because... He's always trying to do weird stuff with me because he's my older brother. But there are certain times when he'll tell me about somebody, and when he says the magic words, you need to talk to Matthew Wharton, I take him seriously. That's about the only time that I do. And so joining me now is Matthew Wharton, and he's uh, just the stuff I've read about him and heard from my brother he is an incredibly interesting guy. I don't know if people tell him that all the time, but we'll find out. Hi, Matthew Wharton. <laughs> Hello, Matthew Lawrence. This oh, is kind of cool. It is. It's very cool. Here's the first question I have for you. Do people call you Matt or Matthew? I get that all the time. Me too. And I tell people I, I answer to both. My mother calls me one and my wife calls me the other. What does your wife call you? Matthew. Okay, then I'm going to call you Matthew. Because I, I have always I have always been called Matthew. I mean, if somebody says Matt, I turn around. But, you know, and as I talk about my brother all the time, somehow he changed from Mitchell to Mitch a few years ago. And I, I don't know why, and he doesn't really care he's what just, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's just trying to be hip. Hip. <laughs> So I could tell you, you already know my brother pretty well. Um, here's where I want to start with you. You are sitting at Idle Hour Country Club, I'm guessing. Correct. I'm in the office. In yes. the office at Idle Hour Country Club, which is one of the very fine uh, golf clubs around here in the state of Kentucky. But your background is really fascinating to me. And I, I know it will be to my listeners as well. And I, so I want to start off 
there with you. You were at Carol- the Carolinas Golf Club in Charlotte, which I lived in North Carolina for 10 years. I had heard about the Charlotte Golf Club. I had never played there. And I've spoken to Mitchell about this, or Mitch, about this a little bit. But I want you to start when you were at Carolina's Golf Club and you went there and it, it wasn't in the greatest shape. And it's a Donald Ross course. Let's start there. Uh, because that's a big part of, of what you do and what's important. Tell us about your time at Carolina's Golf Club and what you did there before you got to Idle Hour. I was hired by the folks at Carolina Golf Club in 2005, and they were getting ready to embark on a pretty ambitious four-year, four-phase renovation and restoration plan. Uh, as, as you said, it, it was designed originally by Donald Ross and in 1929 uh, for a widow, actually. Uh, her name was Louise Donovan. Uh, it was a the land was the family dairy farm and her husband had passed away. And I'm still amazed at the, to this day that, that, that a lady in 1929 had the foresight to say, well, you know what, if I convert my dairy farm to a golf course, I can feed my family. That's exactly <laughs> what she did. That's unbelievable. That's exactly what she did. And um, so anyhow, the when it first opened, it was the first 18 hole public access golf course in the greater Charlotte Metro region. Um, It was located right off of uh, Wilkinson Boulevard, which is State Route 74, which Mm. connected the banks in Charlotte to the textile mills in Gastonia. And it went private in 1958. And like a lot of private clubs, the first thing they did back in those days was they planted thousands of trees lining every hole. And But in 2005, I was hired on. They were working with architect Chris Spence. Uh, Chris is uh, originally from Missouri, but he's been in Greensboro, North Carolina, for a number of years and uh, and was doing a lot of work with some other Donald Ross designs in and around North Carolina at at that time. And so the club acquired some adjacent property. We built two new golf holes uh, in 2005. And then in 2006, we took two holes and converted them to a large practice facility and in short game practice area. And then 07, 08 was 11 months of construction, renovation, restoration, grow in the, the whole kit and caboodle, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the funny thing was the the day of the soft opening when the project was over was the day the, that Wachovia bank went under and the recession started. Oh. <laughs> talk about, talk about timing. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Oh. It was crazy. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is when, when, when I took that job in 2005 and my wife and I, we, at that particular stage of, of my life, I was a superintendent in Southern Maryland, a place called Swan Point Yacht and Country Club and had been there for three years. And what appealed to me the most about the job in Charlotte was it was a private club, which was significantly closer to home, home being the Southwest corner of Virginia. Ah. That's where my wife and I are both originally from that Southwestern corner of Virginia. And so we, uh, you know, Charlotte was a little over three hours from home as opposed to six and a half. Yeah. Um, but we never thought that we were, you know, I was like, Hey, we're going to go down here. We're going to do this project and then it'll just be on to bigger and better things. But with the recession that just sort of changed the, the business, changed the industry. And, you know, we, we, we dug our heels in and we, we, we planted roots and we made a home and 
never really thought would leave, uh, especially at this stage of our lives. And then um, this winter, lo and behold, I, I learned of this opportunity and took a look at it. And uh, it was love at first sight when I saw the golf course here at Idle Hour. Uh, the only golf course in the state of Kentucky designed by Donald Ross. Which is amazing, and, uh, by the way, that because Donald Ross, there's hundreds of golf courses, Donald Ross courses around, and that that's the only one in this state is amazing. It is. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. I mean, he's credited with just over 400 designs. I believe somewhere between the numbers 360 to 380 still exists, depending mm -hmm. on who you talk to. And only one in the state of Kentucky, hard to wrap your head around, but this one really is a special piece of property. And, uh, I've now been in, I've been here since March 13th. So, uh, coming up on three months and, uh, um, really, really enjoying, you know, the funny thing about Lexington, Matthew, is that, um, we were at, you know, I got asked by a lot of people, hey, you know, are you taking this job to get closer to home? Well, my hometown of Castlewood, Virginia is 200 miles as a crow flies from Lexington, and it's 220 miles as a crow flies from Charlotte. So I told people, I was like, you know, we're not really getting closer to home geographically, but I really do feel like this is much closer to home culturally. Uh, and that's a big and, deal. Uh, yeah, I, it really is. You know, uh, my wife and I are fortunate. Both our moms are still living, uh, you know, but, but they're, <laughs> you know, my, my mother just had surgery day before yesterday. And, um, so, uh, and, and my aunt was the one that was looking out for her. And of course my aunt's texted me to tell me, you know, your mom's doing okay. She's in recovery. I'll text you back when she wakes up. But in the meantime, she's complaining about her aches and pains. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my, my aunt is, my aunt's one year older than my, than my mother. So when they live next door to each other, so yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, it just, it, it felt right. It feels like home here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Well, I, I, I gotta tell you, I've played idle hour once and it was a long time. I've been here 14 years now in Lexington and it was a long time ago. I don't even remember who took me out there. Um, but now that I know you, I can tell you I will be out there to play because, <laughs> as I'm sure you've spent some time with Mitch, he must have told you how good I am and and how impressed you'll be when you actually see me swing a club. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, he did, absolutely. He told me that, you know, that you beat him all the time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Much see, this, that was a yeah. trick question because now I know you're lying. You're a liar, Matthew Wharton, because that's something he would never say. Um, of now, here, here's something that's really important to me, and I want to get to this with you. Like my brother Mitch and people who listen and backspin all over know about Mitch and that he plays hickories because we mm -hmm. talk about it a lot. And you are a hickory guy as well. That's the term we use for you guys, hickory guys. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, a lot of it, and I don't know anybody, and I know there are people who are way more involved in the history of the game and Hickory Golf Clubs and all of it than Mitch, but he knows a tremendous amount about it, and I've seen his office. He's got the clubs to prove it, and 
he was talking to me about you and your love of the history of the game, Don, the Donald Ross tie-in, obviously, but also with Hickory Golf Clubs. So talk to me for a couple of minutes about that. And when did you start playing, or have you have you played Hickories for a very long time? Uh, so I started in 2016. Uh, so was that seven years ago? Yeah. And it, it came about by accident. It wasn't like it was something that I was dwelling on or thinking about. I literally was at home on a Saturday morning watching Golf Channel, and I saw Charlie Reimer do a five-minute segment with Tad Moore. Wow. And oh. in this in this segment, they, they were talking about Tad's Hickory Clubs, and it, it just kind of piqued my curiosity to the point that when the segment ended – I reached down and picked up my tablet and did a little search for mm-hmm. Tadmore Hickory Golf. And I'm looking at the website and I was just like, wow, these are <laughs> kind of cool. But I still didn't know much about them. Yeah. I hit the contact button, put in my information, told him I was a superintendent on a Donald Ross course. And he called me like a couple of days later and we talked for like 45 minutes. And he, he kind of gave me the whole lowdown and he, he said, well, send me your specs and I'll build you a set of clubs. Oh, and, um, boy. you know, the part of it for me, Matthew, was I always carry a club on my utility vehicle. And so it wasn't uncommon certain times of the year or certain times of day to either hit some shots with this one club or I actually like to uh, play an entire hole tee to green with just the one club. Mm-hmm. So you find yourself, especially on a Ross course where the ground game can be so uh, prominent, uh, you know, all of a sudden it's one thing to just take a full swing from the tee and maybe another full shot. Mm-hmm. But now we're in that, well, I got 80 yards to cover and I got something that looks like a six iron and you play this little half bump and run shot. And, um, you know, if it turns out great, it's really rewarding. Yeah. And so, I, so I, I think I was already kind of experimenting with a little bit of that when, when I got into the Hickory clubs and then from there, it's just, I probably play on average, you know, a dozen rounds a year with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Now the coolest thing I've done is my wife and I went to Scotland last September. Uh, We took her clubs, we took my clubs and I shoved my Hickory's half, half my Hickory's went in my bag and half went in hers. So (laughs) so I, I played um, I played the Struy course at Roll Dornick with Hickory's one round, and then I I, I played Brora mm. with them one round, and that was just a phenomenal experience. I'll never forget. Wow. That was so cool. That's so awesome. This the whole yeah. thing, uh, and I've I've played with Mitchell's Hickory's. As a matter of fact, I have one that uh, a mashing niblick that I use around the greens and. It's amazing what, and I'm my chipping is horrible with my clubs, but it's amazing what I can do with those hickories. And maybe the next time we talk, we'll get into all this kind of stuff. And for our birthday, uh, Mitch sent me uh, a putter, and mm-hmm. I opened it up and I took it out and I went, "Oh, this is cool," and it said Tad Moore on the blade. <laughs> And I called him, and he said, well, let me explain to you. My hero, my idol since before I started playing golf was Seve. I had never played golf, and he was my idol. 
he said to me, that's the replica of the exact club that Tad built for Seve that he won his first Masters with. Oh, wow. And I use that putter to this day, and I'm I'm really a good putter with it. And every time yeah. I look at it, I just think about Tad making this club and Mitchell sending it to me. And the whole tie-up with history and hickories and the history of golf is fantastic. Um Will you join me? First of all, I'll talk to you because I, I want to come out there. You're so close to me. I want to come say hello. Maybe we can have lunch one day, uh, and that would be great. And, of course, I have to play the golf course. I mean, you know. But it's okay. I know people now at Idle Hour. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, but uh, I can't thank you enough for taking some time today, and uh, I really look forward to seeing you in person. Oh, I look forward to meeting you in person as as well. And uh, it, it, thank you for having me on. And um, you know, one thing I will say: if is, has Mitch ever said anything to you about the Golf Heritage Society? Uh, he might have, but we're both very old, so I don't remember some stuff like you know. A lot well, that's of a, that's okay because it's you know. Well, the, the thing is, the the Golf Heritage Society used to be known. It was formerly known as the Golf Collector Society. That's yeah. That's all the the. The crazy people like this that like to accumulate things, right. whether it's clubs, balls, books, et cetera. Yeah. But they, they kind of went through a rebranding. But they have a national convention every year. Last year it was in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. And lo and behold, after I moved to Lexington, I discovered that the national convention is going to be in Lexington, Kentucky this year. Get out of here. When is it? I'm serious. It's going to be October 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. Oh, awesome. Oh, I am so there. So uh, I don't know any other details as of yet, uh, but but it'll be posted on their website okay. eventually when all of it. But the dates are there, and it's going to be right here in Lexington, Kentucky. And so, that means my brother Mitch will be here, and because he doesn't care about seeing me, but if you tell him that's happening here, he'll come. So this will oh, be good. good. This will be good. This will be good. All right. All right. Well, Thanks a million. We'll definitely get together. Okay. Thanks a million, yes, Matthew. Sir. Take Thank care. you, Matthew. Okay. Yes, sir. See you. Bye. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Commonwealth Credit Union. Welcome back. Oh, boy. Is this going to be fun? It's been too long since I spoke with uh, my friend, my brother, Elijah Winfrey, uh, from out there in the incredible Pacific Northwest. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll get him on the line, and then I'll say what I want to say because it's kind of cheating if I'm saying it and he's not on the line with me. <laughs> Good morning, Elijah. Good morning, my friend. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, and by the way, when I called to set up our call, your voicemail yeah. says, Hi, this is Eli. I am never calling you Eli. You are Elijah to me, okay? I'm not calling you Eli. Let's get that right out of the way. All right? All right. Okay. All right. Listen to me giving – I'm telling him what his name is. Anyway, um, you can follow him on Twitter at Eli underscore Winfrey, W-I-N-F-R-E-Y. All right. Now, just here, I'm going to introduce you. For those uh, of our listeners who who don't know that you and I have been friends for a very long time, 
He's the host of the Elijah Winfrey Show. Mentor, autism, homeless, and underprivileged youth advocate. Founder and president of Team Winfrey Corp. And an Army veteran. That's what it says in your bio. But I'm going to need to work with you a little on this because it's not nearly descriptive enough for how wonderful you are. I'm just telling you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's. I don't know. What to, I don't know what to say to that. that I mean, I, I, <laughs> you are you are incre- an incredible soul. I, I I love you so much, and wow. I am so grateful for the friendship. Okay, great. It's been great talking to you. Thanks. <laughs> um, I. It's just, it's unbelievable to me, and it always has, since we first spoke on the on the show, and this was a while ago, uh, when we first got in touch, and I was, as with so many of my dearest friends now, we have never met in person, but we've been close, close friends for a long time because of Twitter. I always look at your Twitter account every day, pretty much, and I just shake my head. I'm always amazed at all the things that you're doing. You're just an incredible example for everybody of when you put your mind to do something and your mind for the most part is about helping others that what you can accomplish is just staggering. Can you just talk to me a little bit about the things that you're involved with? I know that's kind of general, but, um, how is it that you're able to accomplish so much with so many different groups? You know, I, I really, what it is, is I, I just throw things against the wall, things that I've always wanted to do to, to give back and help people and, you know, not worry about it being reciprocal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I think we are, the world has been so divided for, yeah. forever. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have dreams and goals of bringing us together, and, and part of that is doing the community work, whether that be me being an advocate for autism, uh, a golf coach, uh, hosting a radio show, just just creating platforms for others to to have their, ver- their voice heard. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it means a lot to me. Um, and making a connection with great people like you, it, 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 it just provide. it just lets me know that I'm, I'm doing good work and that people are seeing it. And, um, mm. I, I am blessed many times over for that, but I just, I just try things, yeah. you know, I have a bucket list of ideas that I want to do that I think will help people. And I just go for it and, and I try to fall forward. So I don't worry about being laughed at or, or, make fun of as as long as i know i'm doing it for a good cause it it means everything to me well that last statement i understand totally because i've never ever feared being laughed at (laughs) in my life so and it's happened plenty and i don't mean that like haha that was a good joke i mean laughed at but um talk to me for a minute about i want to talk to you for a second about golf um okay how did you tell me how you got involved playing golf? When did you start playing golf? Okay, um, so I saw, I watched the 1996 Masters, and uh-huh. uh, Greg Norman had, had a six shot lead, and he he blew it. And 
the way he handled that, um, I instantly became a fan of his at the time and golf. And I wanted to try, and I wanted to learn about the game, and it took a while. Um, and hmm. it, 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 really, it really started from there, and it just snowballed into me playing for a little bit and then using it as a platform. Mm-hmm. But I would say Greg Norman was, was the reason. And I know he's not popular right now. Yeah, yeah but... he's not. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> I talk about it a lot, actually. But that, you know, that was a long time ago, and it was a different time. Now, yeah. when I think about that 96 tournament, I, I, it makes me laugh, and I go, he choked, because I, yeah. I'm not a big fan of his <laughs> anymore. But I certainly, I get that. And when you say, so who t- who do you work with? What kind of, and I know we talked about this before, but we have new listeners all the time. Um, to, who, who do you coach? When you say you're a golf coach, who are you working with? So I started uh, about six years ago with the first tee here in, here in Seattle. Yeah. And I was there for a good while, and I made some great connections, and since then, I've kind of started doing my own private lessons mm-hmm. with family and friends and, and, and individuals that are interested. And a lot of these kids are from the inner city. Right. So they, yeah. they reach out and, you know, I say, why not? Let's, let's see if you like the game. And I think also the kids in the inner city, they, they know Tiger Woods, but they don't know of any other golfer mm-hmm. of color right. out either playing or teaching. So right. um, that's what I do now. Yeah, well, it's uh, again, and the whole point of this is to help those kids. And yeah. when we say help, here's I'm going to on your Twitter account. The circus is coming to Monroe, and so I'm assuming that's someplace close to you. Yes. Okay. Yes. We I never asked you this. Were you born in Seattle or in Washington State? No, I was born in Augusta, Georgia. Oh, okay. Now, now, how did I not know this before? <laughs> how did you end up near Seattle? Uh, the military. Ah, and, okay. Uh, in 2006, I, I, I got here, and, and I decided to stick around, and it's been great. It's certainly beautiful. And by the way, stop posting pictures of how beautiful it is, because it gets me very jealous, so cut that well, out. Well, well, it's beautiful now. In, in the winter, it's yeah. really tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't have the great winters around here either. But anyway, the Jordan World Circus is coming to Monroe, and they sent Team Winfrey Corp. 45 tickets to give out to families and friends. So th- yes. I just want – that's an example of some of the something that you do for your community – um, tell us about your radio show. How often do you do your show? So I do show um, every weekend, mm-hmm. and it's again, it's it's about raising awareness for autism, right? Low income families, and we talk to guests. A lot of times, I answer questions from guests who are maybe struggling, and they they want answers to certain questions. Yeah, and it's it's just another vehicle that I use to to put myself out there and to provide the listeners, you know, with some knowledge of the work that I do. And, and if it helps one person, you know, it's it, worth, that's it. awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we've done really well. So I'm proud of the show. Um, you, 
not that long ago, I think, you went through some kind of an injury bug, right? Didn't you have some physical stuff going on? I did. So I had uh, elbow surgery last January. And they went in and had to really clean some things up. Yeah. I was losing circulation in my in right arm, so they, they, they got some things taken care of out of there. I can never fully extend it again, oh, straighten no. it. Yeah, but... but you know, it's, it's better. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I know because, you know, I see practice at, at least, you know, as you know, I had my hip replaced in October and it was fantastic and continues to be. But when you have some, the two months before I had it done, I could barely walk and I was trying to play golf. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, although I got to say it was a pretty good excuse for me, you know, when I, I wasn't hitting the ball that well, it was pretty easy for me to go, well, I need a new hip. What are you people laughing at me for? You that's know, right. That's, that's right. It's a, it was a good excuse. Now I don't have an excuse, which sucks. But <laughs> um, uh, all right. So he, uh, now you say on your Twitter account, you have some great news and announcements on the way. And since we're here in Lexington, Kentucky, it, can you tell us maybe something that's going on or you, you want to hold back a little bit? Well, listen, because I love you so much, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I can definitely let you and the listeners know. So I am going to be playing for my nonprofit in some charity golf matches this summer that will kick off in July. And the proceeds from those events will help low-income families um, with back-to-school items. We'll also help families uh, with food and putting gas in their cars. Mm. And I'm excited about that. Um, the participants are, are awesome. great friends. Yes, they're great friends of mine. And the other announcement, it's a, it's a pretty big one. Oh, boy. I've, I've just finished and, and published my first, first e-book. And the book is called I Can Be Anything I Want to Be. It's a short story between a father and son on the way to school uh, oh. talking about, you know, being whatever he wants uh, to be. Oh, and boy. so <laughs> we did a soft lunch um, this, this week, and Friday we're going to release it, you know, to yeah. everyone. And I'm, I'm really proud of it. It's a very short story, but it's something that I wanted to do um, again, as another way to to give back, and you know, to 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 leave something for for people to you know read yeah. to their kids, preschoolers. Yeah. So I'm really proud of this project. I just got chills. Uh, <laughs> you know me. I mean, uh, everybody. I kid myself and everybody that I'm the biggest sap in the world. But I literally just got chills thinking about um, because now that my two boys are older. Um, some of the best times I ever had with them were in the taking them to school in the car and sitting in the line to drop them off each day. And uh, it, I just got chills. I can't wait for this. I can't wait to read it. Um, yeah, thank and you. Are you uh, before I let you go, so what are you thinking about thoughts about what's going on in the world of golf? Now, I don't mean about live. I don't want to talk about live. I don't I don't care and I don't want to talk about live. Um I just mean in general. Uh have you been do you spend time on the weekends watching golf or are you too busy? I do try to, to 
to to sneak in some golf. I'm still a big fan. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think the game is in a it's it's in a decent place right now. There's just there's a lot of turmoil. Yeah. With the PGA Tour and live, you know, my thing has always been with with the live side was you have no majors. There's no legacy there. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's really just weekend golf with millionaires. So right. I don't know right. what that end game is. Yeah, you know. Yep. Um, with the PGA Tour, uh, I, I think you know they're doing some things that are right for the game, and and, and I'm glad to see that. Uh, I just hope that they can get back on track and just push forward. Yeah. You know, I think I think Tiger will be back probably next year, but Rory and 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 John Rahm and and, and those guys yeah. are, are gonna are gonna lead the way. I think it's in a good place. Yeah. So me too. I do, too, for the most part. All right. Uh, well, as I say to you, but I, I could never say it enough, I am inspired by you uh, all the time. Uh, there are a lot of times, and I know you'll poo-poo this, but I don't feel worthy of having a friend like you. That's how much you inspire me. And uh, you're just amazing. You're an amazing human being. And I'm blessed to call you a friend. I feel the same way about you. Uh, ever since we've we've connected, I, I I've been over the moon about our continued communication with each other and checking in. Mm-hmm. You have been a blessing to me. I, I, I just I just want you to to know that. Uh, and I thank you for having me on the show and just the continued interaction. I love you. And, I love and I you mean, too. All right, this is ridiculous. Let's just, come on, man. All right. Uh, I can't wait for uh, the ebook, and I will be talking to you very soon. I love you, Pat. Thank you so much. Okay. Love you, too. See you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by French Lick Resort Casino. Welcome back. Now, I always love talking to my buddy Justin Mullenix, because he's a PGA professional. I probably, I've only known him as a PGA professional. I I would probably feel the same way about him if he wasn't. Nah, that's not true. He he runs our five golf courses. I know he doesn't like me to say this, but our five incredible public golf courses here in Lexington, and I can never thank him enough for the job he does. Hi, Justin. Hey, Matthew. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> Doing well. Just uh, another busy day in Lexington. <laughs> you work hard, don't you? Uh, I have a great staff that works really hard, and I do everything I can to help them. Oh, okay. Boy, that was really good. That was a really good answer. Uh, all right, here's where I want to start with you. It is, first of all, the weather has been spectacular the last little while here, which only means one thing to me, golf, period. That's the only thing it means. And that I have to cut my grass more because the grass is growing. Oh, that's a, that. I'm glad I said that. I want you to explain to our listeners because they don't really understand about this, and you and I had a conversation about it when I saw you a few days ago, about 
the grass <laughs> at golf courses. Now, that sounds simple, but I'm talking about, for example, at Picadome, where I play almost all my golf now, the fairways for a long time, even though the greens and the rough around the greens and has been perfect, the fairways have not been as green as we want them to be. And people just go, man, what, what's going on? But you explained it to me. I want you to explain that to our listeners. Yeah, well, where we are in Kentucky is, uh, I think it's considered the transition zone. So it's there's not a, a type of grass that might be great for this area. You know, there's a lot of bent grass that our courses like Kearney, but then pick it mm-hmm. on with the Bermuda is a is a warm season grass, and it needs warm weather for it to get growing. Mm-hmm. And right now, even though it's 90 degrees today, the problem has actually been the temperatures at night. You right. Know, just a couple of days ago, it was 40 degrees. Right. Um, right. Those temperatures are not good for that, and so it stunts the growth, and that just sets you back a couple more days. And um, you know we're we're usually mowing those fairways by late May, and right now they're just not growing. And yeah. so we need these warm nights that are coming up, and um, and as soon as that happens, like last night, that grass will take off and it'll grow faster than we can keep up with mowing it. Yeah, and it's still a great golf course, and we still love playing it but i just think it's interesting because p and why would they most people don't understand about the agronomy of a golf course how's that is that a good word that, that's very good word thank yeah, you absolutely <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's why you're a pga award-winning media member right Aha! finally somebody recognizes <laughs> me uh, i'm usually i'm the only one that mentions it uh but so thank you for that all right now uh, I did see where maybe this isn't true. Maybe we extended a little, but registration for we have adult golf clinics coming up. Has the registration closed for that? No. So we, okay, we have good. A, a adult golf camps that start in June, July, and August. We have reg- the registration is closed for the ones in June, but July and August is still open. Okay. And now we've got junior golf camps that start next week. Uh, all through the summer those are already sold out for the summer oh. but uh then we have pj junior league we've, we've got all kinds of stuff coming up this is about to get really really busy for us in the next three to four months yeah and i, I talk for a minute about when you say really busy i don't think people and they shouldn't have to but you know if i'm a parent and i i have uh, a child that i want to go to a, one of the camps you put them in the car with their clubs and you drive over and you drop them off and hang around and watch maybe or whatever. And then when it's over, you get to go home. But there's an awful lot involved in running these things, right? Uh, running them, organizing them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just the scheduling alone. I mean, we start on that, you know, in the middle of the winter when snow's on the ground and right. everyone thinks that and nothing's happening at the golf courses, that's when we're doing all our prep work for the summer to get it organized and get it set. How many so, – uh, uh, let's talk for a minute about a couple of these things, like the adult golf clinics. Um, there are – you know, I didn't st- – I was 31 when I played golf for the first time, which is relatively old compared to, <laughs> to most people. But uh, there are still a lot of people who, for whatever reason – are just taking up golf, right? Absolutely, yeah. We've noticed a huge uh, influx of that because all of our adult camps have been sold out as well. And 
Um, it's a great way to get introduced to the game at an affordable price mm-hmm. and learn every facet of the game from short game putting to your full swing. Um, we cover it for an hour and 15 minutes every uh, Tuesday night through the month of May, June, July, and August. It's perfect. That's so perfect. Uh, maybe I need to come out and work. Do you give, I meant to ask you this, do you still give lessons? I am not giving as many as I used to. Well, because you um, you got a lot more on your plate than you used to. Yeah, but we and and, and to be honest with you, all of our clinics that we have, mm-hmm. that is, uh, you know, we're we're teaching two to three nights a week, all of our staff, and uh, yeah. so we do offer lessons on the side, um, but we've got a whole lot to offer right now that, that anybody can sign up for on our website. Uh, including our golf 101 classes, which is another great way to introduce people to the game. Mm -hmm. Spend 30 minutes on the range, and then we take you out on the golf course and introduce you on how to play, even just the simple things like what do you do to check in the pro shop? Because there's a lot of people that are just getting into the game that don't even know that aspect. Right. See, that's something I would never think of. And the website Justin's talking about is playgolflex.com. Uh, anything you need, you can find there. Any of the information uh, you can find there. Um, all right, so you're not giving as many lessons, but you're involved. Like, what, Do you get, when all these things are going on now, because you're the head honcho w- with this stuff, do you get days off during the summer? Yeah, I still do, but, I mean, we're we're working a lot, and, this month of June, there's not going to be many days off, but, yeah. um, you know, if I didn't love my job, I wouldn't do it. Right. Yeah. So but I worry, you know, done. I worry about you, you know, that's all. <laughs> I just, I want to make sure you're okay. Um, all right, let's switch gears for just a second for a couple of minutes because you are a PGA professional. Do you remember that? I do. Okay. Well, I only know that because I'm an award-winning media representative. <laughs> uh, I f- now I forget what I was going to... Oh, 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 just about uh, the PGA Tour regular golf. I don't want to talk about live and all that, except this kind of, uh, of applies. I want to get your thoughts on first Jack, Nick Jack Nicholas's comment about uh, guys, this has to do with the Ryder Cup and the selection process for the Ryder Cup. And then Rory McIlroy came out yesterday who has been the face of the PGA Tour against Liv and made a a really interesting comment about Brooks Kepka. I thought. I just wanted to get your thoughts on on that. Well, I'm not even aware of those comments. What What did they say? Jack Nicholas does not believe any of the guys that came uh, that left to play live golf should be eligible uh, for the Ryder Cup or to play on the PG and PGA Tour events and all of that stuff. Rory came out yesterday, as I said, who has everything he's ever said, uh, but he he came out yesterday and said he believes that Brooks should be eligible to play Ryder Cup, which is one of the things that they've been banned from for going to live. They should He should be able to play Ryder Cup because he qualified for it. This is not a captain's pick. 
He qualified. He's in second place in the standings right now based on his play in two events. And that's second at Augusta and, of course, winning the uh, PGA Championship. And Rory believes he should be able to play for the U.S. Well, I don't disagree with Rory there at all. Yeah, I, for I me, don't need the Ryder Cup. I want to see the best players that both countries have to offer. There you and go. See some of the most incredible golf you can for a full weekend. Right. Um, whether they're on Live or the PGA Tour, give give me the best the best twelve guys that you can. I mm-hmm. want to see them all. Right. And you know, as far as what Jack said, I I understand his uh, I understand what he's saying, but at the same time. Uh, this is a PGA of America event. It's not a PGA Tour event. Right. It's not a live golf event. So right. Give me the 12 best players for each country and let's go play. I agree. I agree with that. And I've said it basically about Brooks from the beginning. I have problems with live golf in terms of the Saudis and all that stuff. But the, removed from that, Brooks, right from the beginning, was – incredibly honest about it and he said i did it for the money plus he had been injured for a couple years he didn't know if he'd ever play golf again especially at the level he had been playing it so why wouldn't he go somewhere where they say here's a hundred million or whatever they paid him i got his point right from the beginning a lot of the other guys i don't but uh with brooks i never had a problem with that and i think he should be on the Ryder Cup, too. All right. Uh, anything else that, that I didn't ask you that we should know about Play Golf Lex, our golf courses, clinics, camps, anything? It, it's all on the website at playgolflex.com, but we've got you know our, our AMP tour sponsored by Michelob Ultra. is uh-huh. in full effect right now. Uh, Kearney's hosting the state AM here in a week and a half. We've got uh, all kinds of events coming up. For men, women, kids, our Gilbert Bennell Foundation Junior Tour is yeah. in full swing now. Man. Get the kids out of school for the summer. So, uh, yeah, all the information is on the website there, playgolflex.com, and there is something there for everyone. There is. You are the man, pal. You are the man. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, and uh, I'll see you soon because I'm gonna make. Right. I'm gonna sign up for all the clinics. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll <laughs> see you there. All right. See ya. All right. See you, Matthew. That'll do it. Another edition in the books. That was great. Thanks to Matthew Wharton and Elijah Winfrey and Justin Molinix for joining me here on Backspin Golf. And, of course, thank you, as always, to our incredible partners, Georgetown Advantage Air, Commonwealth Credit Union, our great golf courses, Lexington Parks and Rec. Thank you. Edwin Watts Golf, Critter Control, Truly Nolan, Gearheads in Nicholasville, and Maple Leaf Roofing Systems, Wowing Central Kentucky, one roof at a time. We'll be back next Sunday, another edition of Backspin Golf. Have a great week, everybody. This is ESPN 92.5 and 13. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Lexington Parks and Recreation.